I nearly did something that would have left me very ashamed, Robbie. Really? You're you? Good, yeah, you're a good guy. Thank you. And I, I really, I want to be as good as you are. Aw. That's I the nicest sh- thing I've heard in a while. I strive for that. Okay. You told me about an item that you had stumbled upon on a website that you were very excited about. Yes. And I was excited for you. Okay. And also, a twinge of jealousy rang through my entire body. Okay. Now, first of all, if there's anything you and I have in common more than this, I don't know what it is, other than just gabbing our gums. Yeah. It's the love of poker. Yeah. We both We both very much enjoy the game of poker, and it's not a gambling thing. People hear you say that you like poker, and they automatically think it's a gambling thing. No, it, it's it's the love of the actual game. It's everything about that game. From when you go to a casino or if you go to someone's house and they have a good table, it's the feel of the table, the felt, or if you have a rollout table, that nice rubber, just the smoothness of the table. It's the chips. I From the moment I had a solid poker chip in my hand, yeah. and I wish this was a lie, like there was burning in my loins. There's something about having those poker chips, whether they're worth actual money in a casino or if you're at your buddy's house playing for $15. There's something about having those poker chips in front of you and playing with the poker chips and shuffling the chips and arranging the chips that is just so appealing. Yeah, and people, when you said you said, but people, uh, we have that play poker and it's a gambling thing. No, people sticking $100 bills and penny slot machines and just pulling, that's a gambling issue because there's no strategy yeah. around a slot machine, but with poker, I feel like, yeah, you're gambling, but it keeps your mind, you know, sharp, sharp, and you're you're playing with people, and you're getting your game better. I love it. I, I've been since Vegas. I've been so horny for poker, you know, and I just, I, uh, I just, I can't stop. And look, there is gambling problems in poker. I, I I've played enough in casinos where I've seen people who really uh, are just playing terribly, don't seem to know what they're doing, and just want to get their money in the middle of the table because they have that urge. They have that need to play and gamble. No, that's not what you and I do because I I see myself like I take as much as I can lose, which is normally maybe two buy-ins. We're talking 200 bucks to a casino, and if that's gone, I walk out the door. There's a lot of times I will lose the first 100, and I'll get a sense I'm not as sharp as I should be today. I'm not playing well. Yeah. It's not going my way. I'll go up and I'll come right home. Like, yeah. Or I'll just wander around a little bit then come home. I, it's not a gambling problem. I really believe that. If I had a gambling problem, first of all, my wife would tell me. Yeah. She controls the money. I'm not I'm not too much <laughs> yeah. of a man to admit that my wife controls the finances. She really does. And I have a little bit of money that I've kept off to the side since my bachelor party. Wow. That's when you. this started. I had a group of guys at my bachelor party who gave me money to gamble when we went to AC and my gambling fund is from that night. So that wow. was almost uh, 11 years ago. Wow. So that's how long. So it's like I'm not taking money from our bank account. Yeah. I'm not taking money. This is just this little batch of money that I have on the side. There's been times it's almost been gone, and I've been able to build it back up, and I've kind of been yo-yoing. Mm-hmm. I don't play seriously. Every now and then I go up. So it's just the game. I love the game, and I play the same way at a casino as I play when we get together to drink beers. Yeah, I do too. Bust balls and chops. Yep. I eat food. And just have a good time. I play the exact same way for a 45-cent pot as I do for an $85 pot at a casino. Because anyone who knows poker, you can't – if you really take the game seriously, you can't play differently because you get into bad habits. Yep. And so you have to play consistently the way you play because, again, habits in poker are huge. Yeah, I love so. golf and I love poker. I love poker. Other than watching Philly sports and hanging out with my family, those are the two things. Those are my two hobbies. 
you know, other than doing like this show is fun. Mm-hmm. I love playing golf and I love playing poker. So when you told me about this purchase that you had stumbled upon, mm-hmm. I was very excited for you. So tell everybody what you found on Craigslist. So on Craigslist, I oh I. I've always wanted to have a poker table. And I, I mean, the, I, you and I both have the rollout, which is very nice. But I want a poker table, like rails, felt, cup holder. Yeah. You know, I want one of those. And when we say rollout, what we have is this. It's almost like a spongy, smooth, not really felt, but kind of fake felt, faux felt, if yeah. you will, mm-hmm. that you just roll out and put it on top of a fold-out table or a dining room table. Yeah. It, it works fine for home games, but I've always wanted one. So... I, I always had this – I look at the – for a while I was looking every month at the plans to mm-hmm. make a, make my own poker table, yeah. build one. Can I How tell I you? I want it. I saw guys making a poker table uh, at the Sands. No. Oh, that's what you did? Yeah. I remember. it's not that difficult. It's really not that hard. I mean I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story of my home improvement woes <laughs> coming up a little bit later on. I couldn't do it, but it's really not as involved and as difficult – as in my mind, I imagined it would be. Yeah, and it and I looked at the plans. Now, like I like the one with the wood inlay and blah blah. Anyway, but oh, in a perfect world. Yeah, yeah. and I can't. I can't, I don't even know how to turn on a power saw. I mean, who, who am I kidding? Anyway, so I, I searched one on Craigslist because a lot there's a lot of guys who just you know they were into poker, they're not, and their wives wanted to junk out. Mm-hmm. Stumble upon a poker table. It's a fold up poker table with leg, you know, that fold in yep. and it folds in half with a case, and it's it was like an, a legit. Rail, cup holder, poker table. I will tell you that I have researched these. Uh, I've looked at these on Amazon, mm-hmm. and they go for about $130. Yeah. It's about the medium yep. price of those tables. And here's what drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. You found this on Craigslist, as you just said. For what price? Asking $50. Asking $50. Now, normally on Craigslist... The beauty of Craigslist is you can negotiate. Yep. It's like a barter system. It would make an old man happy. Like, yeah. there's nothing an old guy loves more than bartering. Yeah. Like, if you're over 60, if you can talk a guy down uh, from uh, a uh, from $5 to $4.75, oh. if there's nothing better and than that. And I love that. I'm a haggler. I'm cheap. See, I'm I, not. I love that. So I get to the man's garage. And he had it all ready for me. We had so a, you were going to purchase the thing? I was going to purchase. Okay, don't jump okay, ahead. Okay, so yeah, I emailed him. Yes. We had a time okay. and a date. He gave me his address. I'll meet you at 6 o'clock. Sounds good. So you you told me about this, mm-hmm. and I had I have searched on Craigslist in the past for poker tables. Yeah. Like probably for a stretch there, before I got this rollout back for my birthday in August, Yeah. I was searching once a week on Craigslist <laughs> for either a folding poker table or like an honest to goodness poker table yeah so when you told me <laughs> that you found this poker table on craigslist robbie i almost went home <laughs> and if i didn't have affection for you <laughs> the way i do and if i didn't respect you the way i do and if you weren't like i wish you weren't i wish you were a little more of a jerk <laughs> i i i thought about I was I had the computer, I had the laptop open going underneath me. It was on the lap. Oh no! And I was ready to hit the C for Craigslist. <laughs> I was already I had a, I had Google I had I had Chrome open. I had, I was at a blank page, and I was gonna click on Craigslist. Oh, that's funny. And then the picture of Robbie's face, oh, look at telling that. me about this Craigslist purchase popped up in my brain. <laughs> like, I can't do it. And I slowly it. closed the laptop and cursed you. Well, this is what. What's mine is yours. So <laughs> I will bring my new poker table to your when you host poker. But I will tell you, there's not many people. There's not many people. 
in this world, I wouldn't have undercut there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because all is fair on Craigslist. And you would have got it for more. You would have paid more. I I would pay more. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just finish this story. And you're gonna yeah. be so proud. So you go, you 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 agree for fifty, or you, you talk about fifty, talk and you about, bring them. Down. And he said, you know, and, and the original ads at fifty or best offer. So I, I have that. Best I have that in the back of my head. So did you haggle with him before arriving, or just no? When you got we there? didn't even agree on a price because he said you want to come see it. You okay? Good call. You know, because he didn't have a lot of pictures up. He just had one a stock photo, and it folded up in the bag. So a stock photo from like the web, like Amazon. Okay. Like, you know, so opened it up. He sh- and he says, "Oh, he says I'm missing a cup holder, and two are cracked." Now I've done my research over the past twelve years of me playing poker. Cup holders are dirt cheap on these casino supply st- sites, and I know the cup holder is about a dollar fifty. Okay. So, are you sure it's the right cup holders? Well, at, well, these are the ones that are in metal. So I know these are the plastic ones. So I know they're going to be around that. I mean, I, I know. Okay. So I said, you know, since you're missing one and two are cracked, we take thirty. He didn't even hesitate. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You know what that means. He was shoot. He he. That was his price. Yeah. You hit his price. I, I did. I mean, he put fifty on there, and he wasn't going to go. He, that thirty was this sweet spot. So I whipped out thirty. He's like, "Do you need help?" I'm like, "Nope. I'm getting the hell out of here." <laughs> I got thirty bucks. I'm gone. Load into my truck, and I'm, and I went home. Five dollars for three replacement Good and for free you. shipping. So they're coming, and, and it has some wear and tear because he had, he said in the neighborhood they had a weekly poker. Yep. And they just stopped, and it's just sitting here. My and his, he's like, my wife's complaining. It's taking up room. And it's gone. By and the way, that is such a bogus thing that his wife's doing because how much room? It's a folding table. Yeah. Uh, there's a folding table sitting five feet to my left. And it takes how much up no room, room is that taking up? None. She just I think she despised the poker yes. game. And she just that reminds her She's of, one of those. Yeah. But hey, her despise is my reward. And so, my self control. Yes, and your self control. And you would have paid fifty for it. I would have paid at least forty five. <laughs> Let me tell you, at so, least forty five. It's for thirty dollars. Good for you, man. It is such a steal. For fifty it was an a steal. It was. And for thirty it's a mind boggling steal. So we're going to break it in next week. I'm looking forward to I it. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And uh, just so you know, for the first, till I get at least, God, I hope Shirk drives, till I get at least uh, three beers in me, I'm going to be so goddamn envious of you. <laughs> just so you know that. It's episode 30. It starts right now. Friday nights, why not? This is the 222 Podcast. Two guys, that's us, he's Robbie, I'm Mike. Two drinks and two snacks. We'll get to our two drinks and two snacks a little bit later on in the show. Robbie, if for some reason folks will want to get to our social media site, and you definitely want to get to the social media site because there is a just a glowing picture 
of one Robbie Lessig up on both the Facebook page and the Twitter account that you and can look at and enjoy. Literally glowing. <laughs> literally glowing. <laughs> if they want to go see that, Robbie, how can they do uh, that? Follow us on Twitter. Follow us? Fo- fo- <laughs> one beer in. One beer in, folks. Wow. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us wherever you like. Uh, on Twitter at Mike and Robbie on Facebook facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie and if you want to email us anything nice and sweet uh, 222 MNR at gmail.com wow look that's, at that that's the 30 episodes in I, and that's the best you've ever gotten smooth. through smooth <laughs> good job buddy good job <laughs> lots to get into today uh, there's uh, a toilet injury and it's not nearly as disgusting and uh, perilous as it sounds. Well, that's good. It just really just... It's almost a perfect example of what happens when I attempt really any home improvement. So you, you're not going to job at Home Depot anytime no. soon? No, not unless they want the don't do it this way, ah. uh, th- that kind of example at Home Depot. Yeah. Like If they, if they want to make the people who come into Home Depot feel better about themselves... I'm your guy. Like the test on me. Yes. <laughs> they want to throw me into some walls. I'm their guy. So I have a toilet injury I want to get into. I also want to talk about a brand new show, which debuted tonight on the Food Network. Now, I haven't seen it yet, but I saw a preview for it, and I got so steamed up. I'm so excited for really? it. Really? Yeah, and I don't watch TV, uh, like Food Network TV. I love Food Network. See, I don't watch Food Network. Like, Guy Fieri is like my hero. I don't watch that. I know who he is. I don't watch any of those food shows anymore. I don't watch. My wife is obsessed with the flip and flop shows where they uh, flip homes. Oh yeah, and uh, like those tiny home shows. And she watches Gilmore. I mean, all those shows. I don't watch any of that. But there's this show on Food Network that I saw a preview for it last week. I think it was probably maybe New Year's Day or something, or the day after New Year's or something like that. And I saw a preview for this, and I got so excited, I went right to the DVR and set the DVR, not just for tonight, but a series recording. Wow, that's how invested I am. Without even seeing the show, so I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that show. We have I want to hopefully get to the most pirated movies of the year, the most popular TV shows of the year. There's a '80s pop; they call him an icon. Might be overstating it. Uh, an '80s pop icon who is getting his own beer, and uh, I got all kinds of stuff. I got a guy. I I got all kinds of stuff I want to get into tonight. I don't know how we're going to smash it all into an hour show, but we're going to do our very best Let's to it. get everything in. But we have to start. We have to start with the picture that I put up. I'm not even the social media director. I know. But I put that picture up on our Twitter page and our Facebook page today because you and I, along with our wives and a couple of friends, went to a restaurant and just had maybe one of the best New Year's Eves I've ever had. And that's saying a lot because this took place at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I know. It it. it, it. There's no words. <laughs> I, I don't even want to say. I I think about it and I still just like swoon. Yeah. It's just it was so much fun. It's now, so good. We went to uh, one of the Brazilian steakhouses, uh, mm-hmm. Fogo de Chao. It's yes. a chain steakhouse that has been around for quite some time. And we went to the one down in King of Prussia, which is fairly new. I had been to the one in Center City, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And this is probably not an exaggeration. If I'm overstating it, I'm overstating it by... Maybe six months. We had not been there in a decade. Wow. Yeah, we went there for my wife's. I be, we, we were, Julie and I were racking our brains about it. I, I think it was her 30th birthday. Wow. So it was over a decade ago 
I was in the one in Miami on business, like for work. I think it was like four years ago. Yeah, and if you haven't been to a Fogo de Chao, people may try to explain it to you, and we're going to do our best. I think we talked a little bit about it the last episode, but it's a Brazilian steakhouse, and the I don't want to call it the gimmick, but the the thing that really reels people in, the catch really for this Brazilian steakhouse and all the Brazilian steakhouses is number one, it's all you can eat meat. Yes. And number two, it's not just the fact that it's all you can eat meat. It's not just the fact that it's delicious, but I really believe it's how they bring you the food. It's carved tableside. It's carved tableside and it's what it's carved off of. Yeah. It's carved off carved off of these and there's the only way to explain what they are, that's not what they are, but the only way to really for you to get your mind around them, if you don't have you if you've never experienced it, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you've never been there, the only way to get your mind around it is to say they're carved off the sword. It's a sword. It, I mean, I know it's not a sword, but it's a sword. It looks like a sword. It's 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 almost like a big metal skewer. Yeah. With a handle, and they they cook it on this thing, like, and it turns, and, and then they bring them out to the table side, and they, with this big butcher. I mean, it's like a machete. Yeah. And they're like this <laughs> super sharp knife. Ugh. I mean, you can just see how sharp it is, and and you go to them, and by the way, you're like, well, I like my meat medium. I like my meat rare. I like my meat well done. Well, the way they cook this, it's in a, I'm guessing, a giant oven that must have just perfect temperature. Yep. Because they have this giant hunk of meat, and basically, however you want your meat done, there's a point on this steak, or chicken, or uh, pork, or whatever it is, that has it the perfect temperature, the perfect wellness the perfect rareness even well the perfect done medium I mean, they have well done the perfect amount of cooked just for you because i'm a medium rare guy and my buddy to the, my left of me uh he's a well done guy who was to her left the dinner he's not to your left right now. well not right now yeah i'm in a, spirit and i'm a medium well guy yeah and they were serving all of us yes I, occasionally they didn't have a well yeah, occasionally, and I again, and I that I I think I you're right. I think I remember Joe ordering, but only what, a couple. Yeah. I mean, it was it was very. I mean, not even, it, but it was still amazing that he would give him me medium rare. Yeah, Julie medium rare because she's a medium yeah. rare medium, and you're medium well. I mean, honestly, I I, I prefer medium, mm-hmm. but I always order medium well because I don't like anything under medium. Yeah, so I'd rather have it over medium. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. get it a little bit more than I'd get it under. But it, it is it's amazing. It, if you like steak. If you like meat. Forget steak. Well, yeah, it's, it's not true. Just steak. It's, I, you're it's, exactly right. It's, it's beef. It's chicken. Lamb. It's pork. It's lamb. If you are a meat eater. You have to go. And if you are a person who appreciates it. Like I have become in my time. <laughs> there's a handful of times where I have become. And this is not a lie. I'm not exaggerating for a show. I have become emotional oh. over meat. I was emotional New Year's Eve. Yeah, I was too. Uh, I, it was crazy. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the first time you became emotional over meat? Because I remember the first time I became emotional. over <laughs> Actually, meat. I do. All right, I do. When was your first time? I went to Chelsea Market in New York. Okay, well, and, give it. Do you know the year or approximately was, the year? Because I I know not only the year. I can almost pinpoint it to a date. 16. It was March, beginning of March of 2013. No, th- 2013. Early, yeah, March 2013. 
I had my dad over, but I went to New York. So about four years ago. About four years ago. I went no, a couple weeks before no, – no, two days before my dad came over, Chelsea Meat Market. And they have this dry-aged – Just so you guys don't know, that's a gay bar. It is. And they, <laughs> they serve the best meat. <laughs> so uh, Chelsea Meat Market yes. in New York City. And I, they have this – it's 14-day dry-aged uh, rib, ribeye. With the bone in. Oh. And they get this big, you know, the full rib of the cow and has this like crust on it from its air, it's air aged. I don't try to, anyways, he cuts the rib and then he trims all that weird fatty stuff they put over the end, you know, to dry age it. Mm-hmm. Then they wrap it up and he puts a note on it, how to cook it. It's $45 a pound. Oh, geez. So I bought two steaks. And it cost me like sixty bucks, but it was for fi- it was like an early Father's Day bad. gift. It's, it's not, really not and bad. they were. I mean, they were huge. I mean, you're getting thirty dollars a piece for a dinner yeah. for steak. That's not bad. And, and instructions on how to cook it. And my dad likes everything well done, but I. Ser- it's almost like a short sear, so it's medium rare, on each side on the grill, and we both cut into it, and we were watching football. We had beer, and I made like f- homemade potato chips. You know, that's pretty corn great. the cob. And we, we both cut in the same time. We did a little cheers with our fork. And I, and we put in our mouth, and I just, like, sunk into the couch. Because we were in the living room eating. Uh-huh. And we just went, just, oh. <sighs> and it, I was that was the first emotional time. <sighs> That's pretty great. It, it's, it was amazing. How I, about you? I remember mine. Uh, it was in Jamaica. Oh. It was at the Sandals White House Resort. Okay. And it was on our honeymoon. Oh, okay. So it was coming up. On 11 years ago. Wow. It'll be 11 years on March. I'm guessing, like, if I had to pinpoint a date, we'll say, and this is probably, like, I'm, you could, you're just throwing this out there. This is probably within two days. Wow. March 9th, <laughs> 2006. Okay. We were in this resort, and it's all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. So you can have whatever you want. Yep, and as much as you want. And as much as you want. Like, one night, Julie got a main course as an appetizer. <laughs> it was later in the week because we went back to the same place where I fell in love with a piece of meat. We went to one of the restaurants. I don't even know which restaurant it was. There's, there's like four restaurants. And you just go to each of them like three times and just shove it in your face. But there was a filet on the menu. And it's all inclusive. I didn't have to like – I just looked at the menu and I, and I was like, oh, filet. What else would I possibly get? Yeah, exactly. I don't eat lobster. So I'm going to get the most expensive thing <laughs> yeah. on the menu because it's all-inclusive. Exactly. All so I'm getting the filet. Mm-hmm. I order it medium well. This thing comes out, and it's one of those deals where you take the, the knife, and the knife just, like, falls through oh, it. Oh, like the butter. Yeah. Like, like cutting soft I butter. took the knife. I threw it into the wall. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> and for, I just, you could cut it with the fork. Oh. And I put the meat in my mouth, and I swear to God... I didn't chew it. It melted uh, away. Yeah, it's yeah. I was tearing up. Yeah. Over how Julie was like Julie Julie was worried that something like I was having a stroke <laughs> or maybe something had happened to me. Mm-hmm. I have n- I I had never felt like that. It might, like I love my wife. Yeah. I love my well, daughter. Yeah. But that piece of meat. Oh, I know. Oh my god. We went back two more times just and for I the had fillet. just for the fillet. <laughs> yeah. I have never, I, to this day, like everything we had at Fogo de Chao was amazing. Oh, yeah. The filet was fantastic. To this day, 
the best piece of meat I've ever had in Jamaica is that the Jamaican White House sandals. Wow. And I, if we ever have enough money to go on a second honeymoon, we're going to that place. Just for that steak. It's not for the memories. <laughs> it's not because I love my wife. I need that steak, Robbie. I need it in my mouth. Hey, we were talking about this before we went on, on uh, the air here or well, whatever we're calling this. On the air, live, I don't know, whatever. So anyway, it went on my computer. There you go. Um, the price is only $45. And you say, oh, $45. 50. Was it 50 It was 50 Okay, so $50. It's not that bad because all no. the quality meat. Like uh, Another oh, oh my God moment I had, I was in New York uh, and one of, uh, for work, and a physician told me to go to this, the, the old meat warehouse district in New York City. They Apparently, all the meat like butchers and stuff, they turn into restaurants, and it's all fancy. I had a ninety dollars steak. Oh my gosh! Just because I would see yeah, that's a problem. I could not order that. But the doctor paid. I mean, it wasn't me buying it. I like still he, couldn't he, he, I had I had an allowance, and only cost me. I have an allowance of sixty five bucks. It cost me thirty out of my pocket. But it was like overnighted from Japan. So it was, a, and it was it was a what do they call it Kobe Kobe. It was Kobe. Kobe it was a Kobe fillet. And it was like, you know, oh, we, we massage our cows at night and we feed them beer. And we, we, we you know. It... This meat is delicately aged <laughs> in a steam sauna with Michael Richards next to him. <laughs> and as Michael Richards massages the meat, which is still, by the way, under the suede of the cow, <laughs> Kenny G. Plays sweet, sweet soprano saxophone in the background. <laughs> this cow was so flipping relaxed <laughs> that you could you could pass seven kidney stones and never even know it. And that's what I I mean. And it was like you said, it was just I didn't need a knife. They didn't even give you a knife because that's how confident they were. You know, there's just something like I I there's love something about it. I love salad. I really do. Like I, I people say no, you don't. I do. No, I, I do too. I, I enjoy salads. I get way too. Excited over soup. I, I love like there's certain foods I love, but there is nothing that gives me the satisfaction. Like I love sandwiches, but there's nothing that gives me the satisfaction of like a spectacular steak. Yeah, when we sat down and we just dug in. Yeah, well, and, this again, it's not. It's, it's, it's the entire experience of eating at these places. It's just it was so good. I mean, it is so good and. You know, I felt bad because I think the three of us, meaning you, Julie, and myself, enjoyed ourselves more than anyone. Because, like, again, like Joe, like, is well done and, you know, and, and his wife is a vegetarian and my wife only eats chicken. But, they, I mean, I don't care. I just – call me we selfish. I don't care. But at one point in the night as we're eating all this meat, we really went, we really just, like, you know, have gotten way too deep into how good the meat is. But yeah. at one point as we're eating all this meat, I look over at you <laughs> and you were like – you're like pink, and you look flush. Yeah, and you continued to get redder throughout the evening. You started off as like a nice pink hue, and by the end of it, your cheeks were red. And then all of a sudden, you take off this top hat you were wearing, <laughs> and the top of your head's red all yeah. of a sudden. Like, and I wasn't sweating. Like there was no glisten. There was no glisten. There you was were no... just a bright red. I, I was weird. Was very weird. I think I seriously. I get that that bright when I drink champagne, and I did order champagne. That's right. He was, ladies and gentlemen, we go to a steak <laughs> restaurant. I order a nice sixty minute IPA mm -hmm. from Dogfish Head. I think it is. Yep. And you get yourself a champagne. Uh, it was New Year's Eve. 
<laughs> I've never, I have never in my life. I'm 38 years old. <laughs> I have never been to a restaurant where I sat next to someone who said, <laughs> "I'll have your champagne." Thank you very much. I like this. I like this Corbel and James. Because I was going to drink champagne the entire night, and I did. By the way, I polished off two bottles at my house. Jesus Christ! You must have been. You must have been like a tomato by the end of the night. I was. I, I'm telling you, I was just – it was like a fire inside me <laughs> trying to come out. It's amazing. It was crazy. But that was such a good night. So after uh, we left there and you, me, and my wife were just uh, so packed full of meat, you mm-hmm. cannot believe it. I ate so much food. Like I always feel like I get ripped off at all you can eat, and I did not that night. I feel like I, I, feel like I took the uh, Fogo de Chao for a spin on Friday night. Yeah, we, we – I, I feel like they uh... – I should owe them more money. So you uh, you had a little shindig at your house. We had to pass because we had to go pick up my daughter, and yep. we were unfortunately uh, had to uh, stop by another party for a little bit. So you were up, and you saw midnight, right? You did we, the whole yep, New Year's Yeah, thing. we did the whole thing. We played some games, drank some booze, you know, had a good time. We uh, picked my daughter up and then made an appearance. We got to the party at, I believe it was 8.30. <laughs> and we looked at my daughter and said, hey, one hour, <laughs> and we're leaving. So she went and she played with a bunch of people, and my wife and I, because my wife, my wife is a lot like me in this sense. Like you, everyone thinks that because I can talk on this microphone and I can talk in front of a bunch of people, that you're just a social butterfly. You can go to any <laughs> engagement and feel right at home. I can't. Yeah, I, I feel so awkward when I don't know people, uh, and I get very uh, just uh, inverted. And my wife's the same way. So her and I really just slink off to corners. <laughs> And just talk to each other. And just watch. We just we, we played ping pong for a little bit, just the two of us. And then they had like a blackjack table set up. So her and I went and played blackjack, just the two of us, and just <laughs> talked. And then at 9.30, we scooped up our daughter. We came home. We watched one of those Netflix kids countdown things they put on there. Oh, okay. Uh, did the 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year. Put our daughter to bed. And my head hit the pillow by 10.30. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up at 12.30 to take a leak. <laughs> Went back to bed, and that was my New Year's. I'm glad you were leaking at 1230, because let me tell you what, Fogo de Chao said hello again. (laughs) (laughs) It was a rough evening for your boy here. Was it? It was. I was feeling pretty good. I was surprisingly feeling pretty good. good. Yeah, it was probably this. I don't know why. That's what I play in the bathroom. That's true. But, uh... It felt great. You had to get rid of that meat. So what did you do? Did you come out of a coma on New Year's Day, or how did it work? No, I felt great. I woke. I mean, I don't get hangovers anymore. I truly don't. I'm not worried about the dr- the drinking. I'm oh, you mean the food? Oh, the food. The food was out of me by the time I woke up because I was up all night. Oh, were you? Good yeah. for you. It was. It, it, there's no stopping. There's no off switch. It it all has to you know evacuate. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, we the next morning, and I was a little surprised by this. Uh, last year, for the very first time, I did the polar plunge. Yes. Over at Blue Marsh Lake. And last year, the temperature outside was in the 20s, but the water temperature was still in the 40s. Okay. This year, the temperature on New Year's Day in the morning was probably in the mid to high 30s. It was actually pretty nice out. Yeah, it wasn't Day bad, morning. yeah. But the water temperature was 37 and a half. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't do it. So it was cold. Oh. Now, last year after I did it, and I was happy I did it because it's an experience and it's something to look forward to. I really think it is. I, I think it's a cool thing to do on New Year's Day. I really, I think it's just a reset. I'm not normally into that kind of mobo, mumbo jumbo, but for some reason, there's something about that that I that I, I 
I like. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I can't explain it because I'm normally a real wimp about these things. I don't like cold. There's just something about that act on that day. Yeah. That I'm into. <laughs> so I did it last year and it was fun. I made the video. Did it, for, and I also do it for the radio show because it's fun to talk about. And last year after we did it, my daughter, and she was uh, six last year. She's seven now. She said, I want to do that, Daddy. And I was like, yeah, that's great. You can do it. Never in a million years I think she'd do it because she's kind of a scaredy cat. Yeah. And for the entire year, every now and then I'd bring it up, like maybe once every three months. She'd be like, yeah, I can't wait. And up until New Year's Eve, she was excited. Yeah. And then when we, I was tucking her in on New Year's Eve, she goes, I want to tell you something, Daddy. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little scared. Like, that's completely fine. So you'd be scared, but you got to overcome that. you got to be brave. Yeah. It's something you're going to do. And I'd say, tell you what, if you do it, even if you don't enjoy it, you're going to be proud of yourself. Yeah. You're going to be proud because you Look did it. Look at you being a good dad. I don't know about that. So uh, <laughs> I put her to bed. I said, now shut your pie hole and get some sleep. <laughs> Give her some NyQuil. Jerk store. <laughs> so put her to bed. Slam the door. <laughs> and I said, her fish, you don't make any noise either. And then the next day she woke up. And she was like, I'm not doing it. Aww. I'm too scared. I can't do it. I was like, and I sat down with her. I said, sweetheart. I said, I really think that if you don't do this, when daddy gets out of the water, you're going to regret it. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna feel like I should have done it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to regret it. So I said, here's what we're going to do. Whether or not you say you're going to do it, put your swimsuit on. I don't want you to get to Blue Marsh and freak out because now you can't do it. Yeah. So put your swimsuit on under your clothes. If you don't want to do it, I'm not going to pressure you. Yeah. You do whatever you want to do. But put your swimsuit on. Mm-hmm. So I left. I didn't want to pressure her anymore. Julie came in to help her get her swimsuit on, and Julie had a little talk with her as well. So we drive over to Blue Marsh, and she's telling me, I don't think I can do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. We get there, and apparently uh, Julie had given her a, a pep talk, and a pep talk between my pep talk and her pep talk, and it had taken. And she decides she was going to tease me the whole way over and tell me she's not going to do it when she was really going to do oh, it. Oh, that's neat. So she was all fired up. We got there. I was so proud of her. I mean, it's for her. She's just a little thing. And it was cold outside. I mean, still under 40 degrees is cold for a little kid when you're just wearing a swimsuit. Yeah. So she takes her. I was so proud of her. She takes her boots off, takes her sweatpants off, takes her shirt off. And now we're both just standing there in our swimsuits on the beach at Blue Marsh. We take a group picture before. She's cold and it's hurting her feet on the rock. So I carry her down to the edge of the water. We stand there for a second. And I was still not 100% sure she was going to do it. I yeah. still thought she'd uh, true, uh, uh, chicken out because like she's scared of rides. At one point at Disney a bunch of years ago, we got all the way up to the um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train ride, the mm-hmm. new ride. Yeah. We were, it was our turn to get on the train, and she started screaming bloody murder in front of everybody. Like We oh, waited 40 I... minutes to get on this train. Oh, no. She starts screaming like I'm kidnapping her. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. And like, I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah. That looks bad for daddy. Yeah. Like, I was forcing her. I don't care <laughs> if we go on this ride. I can go whenever I want. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be one of those situations. Mm-hmm. And I counted down. I said, here's what we're going to do. We stood there for a minute. She said to you, we're going to go three, two, one, and we're going to run in. Mm-hmm. And we're going to run till you say you can't run anymore. Yeah. And I would have stopped, obviously, at some point. I'm just going to run all the way into <laughs> yeah. the middle of the lake. But And then I'm going to go underwater. If you want to go underwater, you can. If not, we'll just run back out after Daddy goes underwater. So I go three, two, one. I thought she'd say no. She held my hand the whole time. We ran in. She got about to her way. She said, "That's." Uh, she said, "Stop." I go. I turned backwards. Fell completely underwater. We started running out. We got about five steps away from where I went underwater, and she said, 
I want to go under. Wow. So she goes and she didn't fall backwards, but she put, she holds her nose and she puts her face in the water. <laughs> such a kid fashion. And then loses her balance, stumbles and almost goes all the way in. And then she, she walked out and she did it. I was well, so proud. Her. Of her. Now she'll probably do it every year. She is. She can't wait for next year. Exactly. Yeah, but she was so proud of it. Once we you took, get over that, I mean, that's yeah. what's good about it. And you guys pep talked her once yep. you get over that fear and now she's going to love it and it's going to be something she can remember. And you guys will be doing this when you're, you know, old. We took an after picture and uh, put a video up on the fa- on my Facebook page. Just search for Mike Keller Radio. I think it is on Facebook. Uh, I was just, I was, I, and that we needed to have more of that. Yeah, she's kind of been a little scared about a lot of things, rides especially. And, and she's just growing up. Things. I mean, you can. Yep. That's a kind of a growing up moment. I was so proud of her. I, I had never in a million years. From the minute she said she wanted to do it on New Year's Day 2016, and I never she, thought New Year's Day 27. She really, and that like you're, uh, there's not a lot of times that your kids. This sounds bad. Your kids imp- impress you in a certain way every single day by how much they advance. But from like a braveness standpoint, mm-hmm. and like just shocking you, you normally know what they're what they're what they can do, yeah, and what they are able to do. But that is like the first time in a long time that she absolutely shocked me. And it was so cool. She showed me up. Yeah, she did. She showed me up. You didn't come. I invited I you. I was in bed. 2018. 2018. I'm doing it again. But uh, yeah. I was, I'm sorry about that long-winded story. And I don't. I did the same thing on the radio, so deal with it. But I was just, <laughs> just so proud of her. You're a proud papa. Just so proud of her. Hey, let's get into some drinks and some snacks. Do you want to yeah. start with your drink or your snack? Let's do my snack. It's right in front of me. All right. What do you got? So I did a – we're both big fans of Triscuits. Yeah. So I did the Triscuit Thin Crisps. I have not had these. Parmesan garlic. Either Ooh. have I. So I like a little Parmesan, a little garlic. We both like Triscuits. We've talked about this. I love the uh, black pepper Triscuits. Mm-hmm. They are amazing. I like the garlic Triscuit myself. All right. Let's, and these are much thinner. Let's pass that over to you. All right. Uh, let me see here. Anything I can... A uh, fun ditty? Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Nothing really good to read here. Mediterranean roasted red pepper dip is something you can make, apparently. But these are the Parmesan garlic triscuits. So they're kind of triangular triscuits, yeah. which is different from your normal square triscuits. And they, they're thin. They have the same triscuit texture, but they're just a little bit thinner. And they smell amazing. Parmesan garlic. Very good. Very good. And they still have that, even though they're thinner, they have that Triscuit consistency mm-hmm. that I'm a big fan of. So you could probably eat more of these. I assume they're probably less than, you know, the calories more than I do. But You can have 14 crackers for 130 calories. I think it's regular Triscuits. It's so sad that I know this. I think it's 12 for 120. So there you go. So it's really not that, it's not that different anymore, no. This is very good. I get these. I'd snack on these. I would too. These would these would be a better chip dipper. You like a dipper? Yes. Your other triscuits are or ideal for like putting some sliced cheese yeah. on top. Mm-hmm. Like you get a nice pepper jack cheese. A piece of ring bologna. I don't do. I don't like my meat. See, ring bologna is a standalone for me. Really? Yeah. I like ring bologna any form. Let's go to your drink. And my drink. Um, this is one that you. Uh, Purchased for me so nicely for Christmas. This is your Christmas present. But I, I you were excited about this, and I saved this for our our, our New Year's our New Year's show, not our New Year's Eve show, but our our new show for 2017. I like it. Yeah. So uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I forget what it's called. It's a wit. It's I know that Stone, which is out of San Diego, uh, one of the. I, I don't think I'm overstating. One of the top. It's definitely top ten. I would say it probably borders on top five breweries in the U.S. Wow. As far as consistency goes, Stone citrusy wit we both enjoy the wheat beers there is a there's no way i can read all that 
Holy. would take way too long. Holy. Hannah. We're going to be perfectly blunt here. When it comes to our beers and the ingredients we use, we give a wit. Oh, clever. So rather than spinning the same fruit wheel of just the classic orange peel, we punched up our wit another two notches with the dynamic duo of tantrum. I almost choked on a Triscuit. <laughs> with uh, tangerine and kaffir lime leaf. I taste the, the kaffir lime leaf. The fruit-forward ar- aromatics and flavors are perfectly balanced, so you don't have to bother adding a slice or leaf to the rim of your glass. Besides, it's way too much. This but is amazing. Stone but citrusy whip. It's so good. This is a perfect summertime beer. This is a picnic beer. It smells fantastic. If, it, you have to like, it has a big citrus kick, but I like that. In my, and it, uh, it's, this is amazing. This is so good. Here's what I'll say. I really like this. I think there's some people out there, maybe even my wife. My wife is not a fan of wheat beers. But I feel like this has enough citrus that you don't get that same weedy aftertaste. Just a little bit. Not Just much. a little bit that I think even she might enjoy this one. This is amazing. This, this is a great pick. You hit it out of the park, my friend, with your drink and your snack tonight. Yeah, how about that? There you go. So the, you may finish that off. That's Stone, great. citrusy wit. Uh, my snack for this evening, once again, the last two of the dealer's choice. I have the Coffee Nut M&M's. This is the winning flavor uh, flavor in the big size. And I have the Hawaiian Punch Juicy Red Soft and Chewy Bites. Now, I am leaning. I will tell you. I'm leaning one way. Okay. Let's see if you can read my mind. See if we're on the same page. Which one would I rather try? Hawaiian Punch. That's true. Yeah. Which one would you rather Hawaiian try? Hawaiian Punch. All right. Good. Hawaiian Punch. One day. Well, those M&M's have been in this basement. Yeah. For six weeks, I think. We'll, we'll get there. All right. Hawaiian Punch. They keep getting second place. Fruity, fruit, juicy red. Oh, I, first of all, I love a licorice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Those smell. Like a cherry nub is one of my favorite. Li- like Cherry nib. Cherry nib. Cherry exactly nib. like Hawaiian Punch. Oh, look at them, too. Oh, here's, this is going to be good. They're a deep, dark red. Oh, that's not good. No? They're so good, it's not good. Oh. Oh, <laughs> It tastes exactly like Hawaiian Punch. This is a gummy Hawaiian Punch. Like a licorice. The only way this could be better, the only way, mm-hmm. if it was one of those gummies that had like the fruit flavor, fruit punch center. Oh, like the like extra gummy. Right. Like, or like the juice in the yeah, middle. That, oh, where oh, you had like a, a, gusher. a flavor explosion, a yep. gusher. Mm-hmm. That's the only way this could be better. Oh, these are good. Where did you get these? Um, I got them at work. Oh. In our uh, in our store, <laughs> look at that! You have like a you have a whole plethora of snacks from work. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It goes nice with the beer, actually. I would imagine. Citrus. I would imagine it's going to go good with anything. All right, I'm not sure. Mm. As far as my drink goes, I'm not sure how this is going to be. How do you feel about Seven Up? Okay, I like Sprite better. I'm a Sprite guy because I'm a Coke. Like I'm a Coke product guy. Okay, me as well. Um. But, but Seven Up isn't Pepsi, isn't it? I think Seven Up's its own thing. Oh, okay. I think Seven Up. Oh, that's right. Sierra Mist is Pepsi. Yes. Um, I like cherry anything though. I'm a cherry like yeah. the, the the freestyle. I always get the cherry Coke Zero. I love cherry. Well, as you would imagine, since he said that, this is cherry Seven Up, which I had never seen before. No, I'm. Now it's not as dark a red as a lot of cherry stuff is. Because obviously it's Seven Up, mm-hmm. but it is kind of a very light pink. It's almost like the early 
hue of Robbie on New Year's Eve. Yes, this is the yeah. this is the four fifteen. Yes, hue. This is a four fifteen hue. Like if you like, and, and by the way, the Hawaiian punch bites are like a five thirty hue and a midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so same, you leveled off. Same color. Yeah. All right, he's jump. He's jumping in here to the seven up cherry. This is diet, by the way. So I'll tell you what. I don't like the diet sprites and the diet like citrus because I feel it. It tastes you can taste the diet like Coke Zero to me. You can't taste the diet. Coke Zero is amazing, <laughs> but this I think Coke Zero might have two hundred calories in it per serving. Yeah, I don't know. It's better than regular Coke. Yeah. So this is very good. Um, you don't taste that aspartame. I wish there had more cherry though. To be honest with you, a little more cherry. It's okay. Yeah, just very slight cherry. It's, it feel it tastes like Seven Up without the citrus. Yeah. I want more cherry. I want more cherry. It's not terrible. No, I mean it's good. Like here's the thing: that fused tea I had last week. Yeah, that was that, was, that we haven't that you know the amount that we drank on the show is the amount that's in that bottle that's you, left in that bottle. You should just pour that down. Yeah, this I'll probably finish. Yeah, I mean it's good. I mean it's refreshing. Yeah, you put a little ice cube in there. Yeah, it's not real cold because it's a two liter bottle and nothing yeah. can do with it. But I mean ice cold in there. I mean it, it, yeah. it's good. I just wish more cherry. I'm gonna put this in the freezer and I will probably uh, drink some of this tomorrow. Yeah. All right, let's go through our ratings. We'll start. With your Triscuits Thin Crisps, these were the Parmesan Garlic. I don't see anything wrong with them, really. I'm giving them a four and a half. I mean, I, I really see nothing wrong with them. I think they're very good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, five is, you have to be perfect. I mean, they're, I just don't see anything wrong with them. I'm going to go with you at four and a half. They're very, they're, they're, they're just good. They're just yeah. very good. Your um, Stone Citrusy Wit. I'm going to give that a four seven five. I think it's just it's 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 so good. I'm going to stick with the same four and a half. A very good beer. Again, if you like a wheat beer and you like a nice citrusy beer, this is uh, the best of both worlds. It's not too much citrus. It's not too much wit. Uh, Five point three alcohol. It, it's a nice little level as far as alcohol content go. Yep. It's just a, a very 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 good beer. All right, the Hawaiian Punch uh, fruity. What are they called? Fruity, juicy, Fruity, red, juicy, red, soft and chewy bites. Fruit, um, juicy, red. I'm gonna give that a four. I'm with. The, I'm gonna. Give, I'm actually gonna give this a four and a half as well. I love gummy candy. I love licorice. I can't stop eating them. They are fantastic. I might dock it because I could. I'll, I'll eat like three bags. That's probably why I dock at a point. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> it's too good to get a five. All right, and the diet cherry seven up. I'm gonna give that a three and a half. I. We're very simpatico tonight. Yeah, I was just thinking three and a half as well. It's it's good. It's refreshing. Just more cherry. That's all. Right. all. A little more cherry. I I think, I think, I like it better than regular diet seven up. Well, there you go. Because it doesn't have all that citrus. That's true. And more of the uh, just regular uh, cherry. I but this is um, you okay? I, I yeah. Just... This is uh this is all very very good. All very good stuff. This is this is one of our better yeah, snacks is, as of late. This is a home run for all four. We did good. Yeah. We did good. Good job out of you. Good job out of me. We done did good. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things I want to get into real quick here. I want to try to run the gamut of a um, a couple of things here. I want to start with my um, my toilet injury. Yeah, if you don't mind. No, yeah, because I I walked in today and there's a toilet on the yeah the floor. There's a toilet in the garage. Yeah. That has nothing to do with my toilet injury. Oh, uh, the, oh that was all related. No, it's not related. No, the okay. toilet that we uh, have down here in the uh, basement bathroom, they had to redo the floors because there was some leakage. Mm. So um, they redo the floor, and they were supposed to come put the toilet in on Thursday. Robbie, what day is today? It is uh, Friday evening. Friday evening. It's nearly it's we're 40, uh, 37 minutes away from Saturday, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. So I don't think they're coming. No. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I don't think they're coming. Uh, the upstairs toilet, however, it was running constantly. Not constantly, but every, like, five, seven minutes, mm-hmm. it would run. Mm. So something was wrong. Yeah. 
So the only thing that my wife and I, when we take the lid off the tank of a toilet, the only thing we are really, I don't want to say authorized to do, but really <laughs> able to do is replace the plunger in there. Yeah. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. Now, we do rent. Yeah. So you're saying, Mike, why didn't you just call your landlord? Well, we know your landlord. I know my landlord. And there's a very odd relationship. I mean, Matt's great. He the is. whole family's great. He is. But I feel guilty because he's my uncle. Yeah. Like, I don't want to bother him. Yeah. I feel like he's doing me a favor. Yeah. So these little things and these very minuscule things we try to take care of. Yeah. So Julie was out running errands, and she picked up the plunger thingy. So it's like, fairly inexpensive fix. Yes, we I, and we don't mind doing it. Yeah, some landlords would rather you not do it in case something happens, then they feel like you're going to break it. But this, you know, Matt's cool, and I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. That way, he doesn't come up and do it. I'm going to do it. So she gets the plunger thing, and we go to put this in. I don't know if you've noticed this. When was the last time you replaced a plunger in a tank? Oh, I I've only done it once in my life, a long time ago. Apparently, we just got chains laying everywhere <laughs> because the chain attached to the plunger was literally. And I'm not exaggerating, a foot too long. <laughs> Whose toilet tank is that big? Is two foot high <laughs> that you need two and a half foot of chain? Maybe they give you extra in case you break it. But who needs that much chain? I don't know. So we just we you have to remove it and you have to finagle it. So we we lessen the chain and then you got to get the clip onto the handle arm that mm-hmm. goes inside the tank. And I'm trying to push the clip onto the handle arm and I miss the handle arm and I literally puncture my thumb. Oh, in the toilet water. I got a hole in the tip of my thumb with toilet water. Where this but it's the toilet tank water. I know it's all toilet water. I know I don't want to linger on it. That's all I can think about. But not only is it toilet water, but now because it's your finger have you ever cut your finger? It hurts. It, it doesn't just hurt, but it bleeds. Yeah, and you got bloody toilet so water. So now I got bloody. Like, the toilet water was the color of this <laughs> Cherry 7-Up. And it just keeps pumping out, and I'm trying to get it in. And Julie's like, let me do it. I'm like, leave me alone, woman. Yeah. This is mad work. <laughs> Can't you see this is mad work? Make me a pie. You would have died. <laughs> Look what happened to you me. You would have lost your hand. You never would have survived this kind of injury. Look at my wound. <laughs> So I'm in there, and I'm trying to get this on. So I finally get it on, and there's so much slack that we think we finally got it done. We're out in the living room, <laughs> and the flipping thing starts running again. You want to know why it's running again? Because all the slack from the chain is now in the hole. <laughs> so it's not closing. So the plunge is not closing. <laughs> so all the water is going in and then running out, and the bobber thingy keeps lowering the water runs. And it takes me, because I'm such an idiot, Five minutes to diagnose this. Like I would be the like I could not be house because everybody would have died. (laughs) Doctor, we need you to diagnose this horrible uh, disease, and we need you to do it quick. Give Uh, me twenty minutes. Is there a chain down the hole? (laughs) That's the only thing I can figure out. So after five minutes, I figure out, Julie, the chain's down the hole. We gotta do something about the chain in the hole. So I don't have equipment in my house to cut metal, so I improvise. Like, I can't... I don't have, like, tin snips. I don't have these kind of tools Okay, here in Casa de Keller. (laughs) So I grab my bathroom shears. (laughs) Do you know the shears that come in, like, an old clipper set? Like, curved at the end? They're not curved, but they're very skinny. Yeah. Like, they're not your normal, regular scissors that are much fatter at the end. These are very thin shears. They're made for, like, cutting hair. Yeah. 
So I take these shears. This is after I sent Julie out of the room. I said, go get me a screwdriver. <laughs> I had no plan for the screwdriver. You just wanted her out. I, no, it's not I wanted her out. I wanted to seem like I had a plan. Oh, okay. So now when she left, I can panic. Yeah. <laughs> what do I, I, do? I don't know how to fix this. What do I do? So I, gra- I, go, to my, I go to my basket, my bathroom <laughs> basket that has my beard trimmer, <laughs> has uh, old razors, and it has these shears. I'm like, looking at it like, this is possibly the only thing. I'm trying to... Dummy MacGyver it. Yeah. Like MacGyver, we can all agree, is a very smart person. Yes. I'm a dummy. So I got to try to figure this out like oh, a dummy would. And you only have one working toilet. Only have one working toilet. That just a light bulb just came on. Like, like holy shoot. Yeah, yeah, like this has to be yeah, done. This has wow. to be fixed. And we had already called the landlord and being like, we tried to fix this. It didn't work. I mean, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Julie's like, he's an idiot. He can't possibly fix this. <laughs> Someone said the real man. So I get the, the toilet shears. And... Each and every little bit of the chain has a link, right? Yeah. But the link isn't solid. The link has this little itty bitty middle, which if you can pull it apart, oh okay, you can break it. So I take these bathroom scissors and I shove them in the link, and I grab them with two fingers and I, all my might, I spread them apart. I break the link. Oh, the little piece comes off. There's now like two inches of slack. Which does not get down in the hole. Oh. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I just fixed the toilet. Wow, and you're full of toilet water. And I'm full of toilet water. Uh, and uh, we had to drain the water out of the top. I was like, I can't have bloody water in there because I have all my bleeding oh, into the yeah. water. So we uh, flushed it. All the water went down. The bloody water is gone. And now the uh, toilet is working and fine. minimal damage. Minimal damage, just a puncture wound but to my But those thumb. hurt, though. And then when you pick something yes. up and you get that... So I now have the puncture wound on my left thumb, and on my right index finger, the uh, tip has split because it's 25 below zero. You're just a mess. I really am. You're a mess. I'm, I'm a overheating. Hot, You're hot full of holes. Mess. Uh, so that was my uh, toilet injury. I'm going to get you a tool set. It's don't. Because no. here's the thing. You can get me a tool set. I don't know what to do with it. There's no, I don't know how to work these things. But you never know when you're going to need it. No, that's true. Here's like It's so embarrassing. Like We've talked about this. My dad like literally can look at anything and fix it. <laughs> yeah. Like Even if he's never seen it before, unless it's like a computer. Like mm-hmm. He called me the other day. This is a straight shoot. We used that term last time. Yep, straight shoot. He called me and said, basically, how do you work an ATM? <laughs> that's great. So he's just punched out of any kind of technology. Yeah. And it's not that he's not. He's a smart guy. Yeah. So if he if he applied himself, <laughs> he could absolutely figure it out. But he's just decided that anything other than his cable remote, yeah, I'm not, is just too advanced. Well, at this point, you know, people of that age, they're just like, I'm not learning anything new. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm checked out. I'm too old. I don't give a damn. <laughs> just, I, I don't want to learn anything. There's no more room. I just don't know how he's survived the last twenty five years. Without using an ATM. My aunt, who's probably in the 70s, for the first time this year, well, last year, 2016, just bought or just got a debit card. Well, obviously, he has two. I mean, she she wrote checks and cash for everything. Yeah, my dad, when he, when he needs money, you know what he does? He goes to the bank. Yeah, I don't even I don't even have a bank anymore. My checking account's online. Like, I have no brick-and-mortar bank. And I don't carry cash. I don't know what cash is. See, I carry cash. I'm old fashioned the way that I carry cash, and I like, I like knowing how much I have. There I are times s- I use credit cards for like gas and stuff. I spend. Too, I feel like I would like. I used to have a hundred dollars in here, and now it's gone. Why so do you spend that hundred dollars? It it's weird to me when someone says they spend more money when they have cash in their pocket 
than they when they just use credit cards. To me, it would be the exact opposite to yeah. me. I don't know. I just feel like, wait, okay, I had 100. Now I have 30. Where did it all go? <laughs> I don't know. What happened? Yeah, it was probably Leah money. just stole money from my wallet. <laughs> most <laughs> likely. pocketed <laughs> by your wife. Hey, a couple quick things yeah. I, uh, I want to get into here. We're going to skip this uh, parking story. and we will. This will be saved, I promise. We're going to get into this parking story next week. There is a guy. I want to go through. I'm gonna, this is going to be a lightning round of All stories. All right, here we go. There is a guy who has worked on every Star Wars movie. I believe I'm, I'm, I'm safe at saying that. Every Star Wars movie except the last one. Rogue okay. One, a Star Wars story. Okay. And he's been pretty integral in all the Star Wars movies. And he's been responsible for iconic parts of the Star Wars movies. Okay. And he has never seen a Star Wars movie. Oh, um, uh, the the composer. The composer. Yeah. It's not an um, actor. Yeah. It's not a director. John Williams, the man who wrote maybe the most iconic movie theme in the history of movies, yep. has never seen a Star Wars movie. And that absolutely boggles my mind. I, I, because don't they watch the movies while they compose? Well, that he he has admitted that he's seen clips. And oh, he's but, never seen, start but he's finish. never sat down and watched a movie start to finish. And that just absolutely boggles my mind. Like, as, as big as his theme has gotten, and as much as his theme has meant to the fans, and as important as his music was to the movies, I can't believe he wouldn't want to see how his music fits into the entire story. But I mean, yeah, I mean, actors watch their own movies, I would assume, to see how, or maybe they don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the same on the same lines as he just says. In, I mean, it's, it, this is... is you, there, if there is there another piece of movie music history that is more instantly recognizable than this. The only other one I could think of is he wrote that too, is Indiana Jones. I think that's a big one. But this one, I mean, even Star Wars fans, non-Star Wars fans will know what this is. Here's what he said. He goes, I let it go. I have not looked at the Star Wars films, and that's absolutely true. When I'm finished with the film, I've been living with it. We've been dubbing it, recording to it, and so on. You walk out of the studio and, ah, it's finished. I'm not particularly proud of that, I have to say, but it's also a part of the fact that I finished Star Wars now and I'm already working on Spielberg's new film and I don't want to listen to music or see films. What he's saying is, I finished Star Wars Episode Eight. He's finished scoring that already and he's on to his next project and once he moves on to his next project, that's it. So basically what he's saying is, he's Star wars out. He has no urge or want to see these movies. You really can't judge him, I guess, until you're no. in his his feet, you know, in, in his in his shoes, in his feet. It, it's Lord. just in his shoes. It's just one of it's one of the more surprising Hollywood little quirks and stories that I think I've heard in a really long time. It, it is a quirky thing though. Because it's not just that he's worked on Star Wars movies. Be honest. If you run into someone in your everyday life who's over the age of, let's say, 25, and they tell you they've never seen a Star Wars movie, whether it's the original three, those three middle uh, terrible movies, or the brand new one, that surprises you. You're not judging them, you, but it surprises you. you I mean, it's on TV all the time. You have to see a little bit of it. Like, Leah doesn't, my wife, she doesn't like the Star Wars per se. But she's seen them. But she's seen them. And she's gone to Rogue One, and she, you know, she's, uh, that's just so, that is weird. It's quirky. 
Very quirky. It's just one of those surprises. The Star Wars has become so ingrained in the pop culture of the entire world, not just here in the States, but the entire world. I mean, it's just so big. It's so huge. that The fact that this guy, who has just been such a, a giant part of it, hasn't even had the curiosity to look into it yeah, is just I, mind-boggling. I, yeah, I... I I just saw the story it's, it's, it's and I was very just odd. Well. It's very odd. Very odd. So there you go. John Williams, uh, in case you didn't hear that story, uh, has never, ever seen a Star Wars movie. Speaking of movies, Robbie, most pirated movies of 2016, the most illegally downloaded. Uh, you want to take a run at it here, see if you can get uh, a couple in the top ten? Uh, Rogue One. Rogue One uh, did uh, Rogue One did not make the top of really? the 2016 list. You're on the wrong Star Wars movie. Uh, Rogue oh. One was only out for a couple weeks in okay, 2016. Okay, so um, uh, episode uh, seven. The Force Awakens Force comes Awakens. in number fourth of the top pirated movies. Uh, Civil War. Civil War, Captain America comes in third as far as your most pirated movies. So far, so good. Uh, two dead, for two. Deadpool. Deadpool is number one with a bullet as Ooh. the uh, most pirated movie of 2016. Robbie, impressive thus far, three for three. Um, f- uh, what's that? There's the Disney one. The fish. I'll give you credit. Finding Dory. Yeah, Finding Dory. Finding Dory comes that in was a, ninth. Di- that was a big one. Comes in ninth. There are one, two, three more comic book movies on this list. There are that many? Yes. Good lord. You're missing two obvious ones. Oh, Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice comes in second. You are now five for five with just a little bit of help. Uh, you're missing at least one that's gonna you're gonna kick yourself. Oh, uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad comes in eighth. Um, Would you like to tap out? I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one more hint. Okay. The lead actor won Best Actor at the Oscars last year. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Dude. Leonardo DiCaprio fights a bear. Oh, the the Reverend. The Revenant. Revenant is in tenth. In fifth. X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, okay. That's your third comic book movie. Uh, Video game-wise, you have Warcraft in sixth, and Independence Day Resurgence comes in seventh. So your Hmm. top ten is Deadpool, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Captain America Civil War, Star Wars The Force Awakens, X-Men Apocalypse, Warcraft, Independence Day Resurgence, Suicide Squad, Finding Dory, and The Revenant. Those are your most pirated movies hmm. of 2016. I don't know where to get these pirated movies. Uh, see, that ruins it for me. My brother does those where the, it looks like crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need the full theater experience. Have you ever watched a pirated movie? Yeah, this is horrible. obviously from Tour Spring. I've seen one, and this literally goes back probably 15 years, and it was the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just a pirated movie. It was like stolen somehow from the studio because you could like see boom mics. And oh, it was like geez. the unedited version. Oh wow! And I bet I have it somewhere in the house, still on CD. Yeah, I mean the one, DVD. the one that I saw, and it was a superhero movie. I don't remember which one. It might have even been Spider Man. I don't remember, but it was it just uh, some guy filming it, and you, you could see people walking their heads. Yeah, and, yeah, but filming in the theater. Yeah, it's it just it's not. No, I need. I mean, I will spend the money. I have no problem spending money on it. Me it's expensive, but it's that experience. I get. You want you want to yeah. take the movie in the way it's meant I appreciate to be taken. it. 
that way. All so. right, most popular TV shows of 2016. Now, this is hard to come up with nowadays because of the streaming services, but a, a website startup called Symphony AM, they collect ratings from subscriber TVs and estimate viewership, so it all it's all inclusive. Like, it takes in streaming services and everything. Somehow they get all the numbers. And for the um, 2016 calendar year, your most popular TV show is the fourth season of Orange is the New Black. Really? From Netflix. I would have said Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, shocker, spoiler alert, did not make the list really? at all. Here's your top five. Orange is the New Black comes in first. CBS's The Big Bang Theory really? comes in second. Two more Netflix shows are in third and fourth. Stranger Things, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with, which is a very good yeah. show. Here's what surprises me, and oh. I guess just nostalgia. Fuller House. Fuller House comes in fourth. I liked it. In fifth, ABC's Designated Survivor. And I agree with that. I that like show that show. is awesome. The only thing I don't like that, that show about that show is the fact that they're taking three months off. They yeah, what is that, March? March? That's ridiculous. I hate that. I, hate I wonder that if new. that's a thing where they didn't think they were going to get renewed and then... I th- No, no. I think that's more of... Uh, network TV shows now, they have their 20-some shows. And back when you and I were kids, Robbie, they used to... That time slot would always be that show. They would just show reruns. They're not so much into showing the reruns anymore, so they put on a winter show, like a filler show. So there's oh, these 10-episode okay. shows that come on and fill that space. Yeah. So you want to fill uh, you know, the time in between. You only have 22 or 23 or 21, whatever the episode order is, weeks, and it can't go from September to May. Yeah. So you got to throw these dates in. Now they throw it in and fill it in with uh, these filler shows. In the past, it was reruns. So that's what they do. I don't like it. I wish they'd show us all the episodes, then put the filler show in the end. But the yeah. way they have their sweeps week set up, oh, yeah. they're never going to do that. So it's all bogus ratings book nonsense. I'm, I'm upset. I, and Big Bang Theory, go I'm away. S- I'm so tired of that show. I mean, it's been on for 500 years. Yeah, I'm just, it's, I, not as, it's not funny. You're all dorks. The dork got the hot chick. Okay, we get it. Go to bed. And again, I have no problem with dorks. I just don't think that show is very funny. I don't think it's well written. Yeah. Uh, Rounding out uh, the rest of the uh, list, some honorable mentions. You got CBS's Bull and NCIS. People love those shows. And the brand new uh, chick drama on NBC, This Is Us. So those are your most popular. My wife likes that show. Uh, 80s pop icon who is launching his own beer. He's teaming up with a pretty uh, well-established beer company. Uh, you want to throw out any guesses here of an 80s pop icon who is looking to launch his own beer? I'm going to give you a couple of guesses here. Okay. Now, they call him an 80s pop icon. I think this is kind of overstating it. I, I really, really do. I mean, he's, I, you're, he's automatically recognizable, but to call him an icon, I think, is kind of overstating. Alf? No, 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 you think it's a pop, it's a, it's a music. Oh, music, oh, pop music, music, yeah. okay. I like your thinking, though, Alf, as an 80s pop icon. Um, oh, I got it, I said George Michael, but, I mean. It's not George Michael. Of course. Yeah. Um, I it's don't hard. know. It's hard, I don't know. Any, I, who, oh, Rick Astley? <laughs> oh, my God. I would drink that beer, though. <laughs> Rick Astley is teaming up with Danish <laughs> brewery Mick Keller. No relation to me. And uh, they're going to make his own beer. He's shooting for a fruity pilsner. 
He said, I enjoy a beer with friends, and I'm hoping to sell my own brand soon. I've been working with McKellar Brewery in Copenhagen, which has found, which was founded 10 years ago by a teacher who made his own beer at home. McKellar is quite an experimental beer, and they've been sending me various bottles to sample. Some are quite fruity. One was a pear beer they make for a restaurant, but we've gone with a Pilsner-type lager. All I need now is a name. If he doesn't call it Never Gonna Give You Up Lager, there is no justice in the world. And he needs to get like a mini trench coat that he wears yes. in the video for the bottles. By the way, is there anything better than Rick Astley dancing? It's just this maneuver, just the arm shaking to your side. I know, it's great. Each other for so long. I, I do like this song. By the way, it's so catchy. He's like some white hair dye and a beard away from being Michael McDonald. <laughs> He's going to be there about 15 years. I'm just throwing that out there. So there you go, Rick Astley. I would have never said a pop idol, though. I know. Pop idol. What, two songs, maybe? Maybe. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. There's a brand new TV show. Debuts on Food Network. In fact, it debuted tonight or yesterday since it's 12 a.m. Do you remember the show Man vs. Food? Oh, I love that show. I, I love that show, I love right? it. What, uh, what Adam Richmond. Adam Richmond. Now, he is not hosting this show. Because he can't do it anymore. He's decided he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, he didn't like. It. He got. He got very doughy. There's a show that debuts tonight, or debut tonight. It's called simply ginormous food. Oh yeah. He just goes around the country and interviews people and tries these different giant foods. Let me give you a couple examples. Fourteen pound bagel. <laughs> Thirty pound stack of pancakes. And a 17-pound gyro. That's awesome. I just, I want to watch it. I love, Man vs. Food is on Netflix, and I sometimes binge watch it. It's so good. The early episodes were so good. I know. And, like, he's sweating some of the hot ones, and he's, he looked like me at New Year's. It was not quite as red as you. And it it was, oh, yeah. It looks good, doesn't it? I'm looking for it. Ginormous food. Yeah, that sounds cool. I would definitely watch it. I got a a half-hour episode on DVR. And it was funny that Adam Richmond came back for a little bit and did some, like, weird show where he coached people how to eat. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. He's a shell of a man. Yeah, I just, look, if someone was paying me a decent amount of money, I would be fat. Oh, my God. To go around and eat food and like travel, that? And travel? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. I, I mean. Sounds great. Sign me up. We got to get out of here, Robbie. It's very late. I got an episode of Ginormous Food to watch. Yes. And uh, we'll be back next week. Sounds good. Try not to get red. I'll try not. All right. This has been episode 30 of the 222 Podcast. Rick, take us home, baby. Get you down, never gonna run around and desert you. Mm.